Just lift your hand and pray your name. Precious Father, we thank you for tonight. We believe you that dominion is established. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. One of the key blessings of the Abrahamic covenant is dominion at the gates. God said to Abraham in Genesis 22, 17, he said, in blessing, I will bless you. He said, in multiplying, I will multiply you. Thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sun that is upon the seashore and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. 2016, you will possess every opposing gate. When we're talking about spiritual gates, what do we mean? Spiritual gates are the altars, the covenants, and mysteries that established and defines a territory. That's the gate of that territory. That the altars, the covenants, and the mysteries that establish the territory and defines that territory. Bini is different from worry. Worry is different from Onisha. Onisha and Asaba share territory boundaries, but they are different. What makes them different is the covenants and altars and mysteries that planted the territories. You didn't hear me. If you help me, say yes. yes. And if you must survive in any territory, you must establish dominion over those mysteries. You're not hearing me. You know, Jacob was traveling. And he came to a place called Luz. And he was tired. He needed to sleep. He saw a few rocks that look a bit organized. And he picked them up and made them his pillow. You remember the story? Genesis 28. Amen. And the Bible said, as he put his head on the rock, suddenly he was in a vision. And he saw a ladder extending from earth to heaven. That ladder didn't come from heaven to earth, it was earth to heaven. That means it was a man that laid an altar 
connecting the natural with the supernatural. You didn't hear me. And upon that altar, there was a traffic of spirits. He said, I saw angels ascending and descending. They were not moving up and down just because they are playing games. Come on, are you here? They were running errands. They were commanding visitations. Now, it won't matter to you except to refer back a little bit. And you find out that in Genesis chapter 12, after God had met with Abraham and called him out of all of the Chaldees, in his journey, he came to that same city. And God appeared to him and spoke to him. And Abraham set up an altar in that city. You didn't hear me. Now, Abraham is dead. Abraham set up that altar before Isaac was born. Abraham set up that altar before he became anything. But years after, maybe a hundred years after, because Isaac married at 40, his wife was barren for 20 years, so, are you still here? Esau and Jacob were born at about the time Isaac was 60. Is that true? God called his father at 75. He only came at about 100. That's 25 years. Come on, are you with me? So this more than 85 years this altar has been there. And then Jacob is born. And Jacob now is about, let's say, 40 years or 30 years. That's more than 100 years. But trafficking of spirits was still going on in that altar. There was still an ascending and descending upon the altar. The altar has been forgotten, but the altar didn't forget itself. Nobody is maintaining the altar, but the altar is maintaining itself. Come on, are you hearing what I'm talking about? Jacob said, he said, God is in this place and I didn't know. This is the gate of heaven. This thing here is a gate. This thing here is a gate. He said, I didn't know. I placed my head on a gate. Come on, am I talking to somebody here too? And some of you have entered into territories controlled by one gate or another. But the gate has been talking and you are not talking. The traffic of spirits is still going on there. The powers of the territory are still exerting authority. I came today to tell you, wherever you came from, whatever voices are speaking there, by the end of
of this meeting, that gate will bow to you. Number two, spiritual gates are ruling spirits and spiritual watchmen that govern the government of a territory. Spiritual gates are ruling spirits and spiritual watchmen that govern the governments of a place. Listen to me. For those of you who are in politics, in business, in any kind of thing, even as pastors, if you don't understand that governments physically are under another government, your worldview is wrong. We're going to pray tonight. Are you ready? You see, you see a managing director. He looks like he's in charge. But every man under heaven, whether he knows it or not, is under an influence. You see the president. He looks like he's in charge. But there's a president over the president. Every territory has rulers that you can't see. I'm talking to the wrong people. You know, there was a king sitting in Persia called Nebuchadnezzar. And then Daniel is praying. And suddenly, he has a vision. And the angel said, I was coming to give you an answer. But in the heavenlies, another governor over the territory stopped me. Daniel is walking with Nebuchadnezzar one-on-one. -on -one. As far as Daniel is concerned, there is a king over Babylon. No, you're not getting me. Daniel can walk into the office and pass a file to the physical king of Babylon. Angel, who are you talking about? How did Nebuchadnezzar see you to resist you for 21 days? He said, I'm not talking about that guy. It's only a puppet in the hand of the other one. I'm not talking about the managing director. There's a managing director over the managing director. Maybe I'm wasting time with you here. Too. The king thought he was in charge. The king thought he was making the decisions. The king thought he was calling the shots. But there was another kingdom superimposed on the physical. Whatever territory you are existing now, I need you to know there are two kingdoms in that territory. The one you see and the one you can't see. There are two rulers over that environment. The ones you see and the ones you can't see. And when the chief is against you and the elders are against you and the governors are against you and the ministers are against you, stop looking at them and look at the power over them. And today, whatever says you will not take over that territory, we bow to the hand of God. In that office, your voice shall be heard. In that company, your voice shall be heard.
shall be heard. In that area, thy voice shall be heard. When I hear your amen, take your portion. These are men that define access to the place. Hear me? Are you still here? Remember when Nebuchadnezzar was waxing stronger and stronger and stronger. And then Daniel was in a vision. He said, and I saw. And I saw holy ones, they were coming down. And they said, cut down that tree. Decisions were being made that Nebuchadnezzar couldn't reach where they was being made. You're not hearing me. I wish I could talk to pastors here. I wish I could talk to church members. I wish I could talk to workers. I wish I could talk to people who are businessmen. Anybody hearing my voice today? As I challenge you to pray, this is the first Wednesday of the year. This year must surrender to you. The people that have been saying no, 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 no. Somebody is sitting over them. You have been seeing the man saying no. You are not seeing the power sitting over him. Decisions are being made and channeled through him. You know, I've said to you before, one of the very terrible things about Satan is that he doesn't speak in the second and third person. Satan, not, he doesn't do that. Satan always speaks in the first person. No matter how tempted you are, you will never hear the devil say, I am asking you to go and commit sin. You will hear your body saying, I feel like this. Because you didn't hear. You see, that's why some Christians don't understand when they're under pressure of temptation. You know why? Because Satan speaks in the first person. And you think it's your mind. Your mind is sanctified. Your mind is fighting a battle. Your mind is saying no to the feeling. But there's something in you saying, I feel. It's not you. If it was you, the Bible they would not say, casting down imaginations and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of God. That means that thought is an enemy soldier that needs to be arrested. My God. Am I talking to somebody here? Satan doesn't speak in the second person. He always speaks in the first person. You say, this is how I feel. I feel like slapping her. I feel like taking it. I feel like doing this. I feel like doing this. I feel like doing this. And yet, it has nothing to do with you. It's another personality that is speaking into your feeling. Maybe you don't understand me. So when men are under demonic influence, they act as if they are in control. When men are under demonic influence, everything they do shows that they are in control. And yet, a hand is manipulating them. Oh my God. Is anybody getting what I'm talking about? That, that's, that's a sad thing. That's a terrible situation. But that's how Satan operates. And whenever you walk into a territory, if you don't take authority over the things that govern the governments of that territory, you are doing business in any office. If you don't take authority over what rules the men that rule the house, 
I think I'm missing somebody. Today, whatever rules the territory where you are, we bow to you. When you are amen rising, let your portion rise. When the watchers got up and they said, cut him down. And he said, allow him seven years in the wilderness. But don't let the root decay. He will come back. It was a decision made where he was not. But then a few hours later, something turned in the brain of somebody. And the man that was in charge was no longer in charge. You are not getting what I'm talking about. Did you know about the overthrows of government in the Bible? Daniel said, I saw in a vision and I saw the four winds of the heavens striving over the gracie and beasts began to emerge. The governments were set up not by human people choosing their leaders, but there was a striving in the waters. There was a contention of forces and something arose out of the proportion of hell. That's why they were called beasts. Come on, can I talk to somebody here today? That's why you get into a place. You say, oh, this... Have you ever asked yourself, does Nigeria deserve the governments we have been getting? Are our people that wicked? That the kind of people that ruled us since 1960 still rule us till today. But we are the decisions of who to rule us are, we are not there. The decisions are made and men are thrust out upon us. Many of the people that are sent to power in Nigeria, if we had their choice, they would not come near. Is anybody hearing me here? Even when you see people to vote for, it is many times the choice of between two evils. Please, what I'm saying is that true? You say, who brought these people out here? There was a contention in the waters. There was a contention of the four winds. There was an activity in the realm of darkness. Something was contending with another, and then something popped up. And then that person popped up to exercise dominion. Whatever is contending over your territory, over the company where you work, over your marriage, over your business, today the gate will burn. 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 Let's let's move on. Anything that is manipulating the environment around you, I stand here today by the power of the Holy Ghost, and I say to you, every voice of an evil watchman. Every voice of territorial power, somebody shall fire. Number three, let's move on. What are spiritual gates? Spiritual gates are authority figures and occult lords that act as guardians of the power centers of a territory. They are authority figures and occult lords that act as guardians 
of the power centers of a territory. In Psalm 24 verse 9, he said, lift up your heads, all ye gates, and be lift up all everlasting doors, that the king of glory may come in. And the gate answered. Who gave a gate a voice? You didn't hear me. If you are still with me, say yes. I don't know what you want out of this meeting tonight. But I want to believe that tonight, by the time we start praying, there will be a shaking in the heavens. A shaking in the waters. A shaking in your community. Something will break loose in your father's house. Whatever says you will never become somebody, that power will be cut away forever. Whatever says you will never enter into the riches of the land, that power shall be broken forever. Let me hear your amen like thunder. Listen to me. I want you to please hear me. Please hear me. Please listen carefully. Are you hearing me? I want to say this now and challenge you for a new kind of battle on that area. Men of influence and power in every society are guarded by forces they don't understand. Hindering you access to them. Making sure that you can't come into the power centers of the society. It's not just that forces of darkness control and influence governments and organizations and companies, but they make sure. If you are with me, say yes. yes. They make sure that they guard the power centers. You know, Paul came to preach. God just spoke to him and said, I'm sending you to go and preach. And he came out. Anointed, separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, to the work wherewith I send them. And the prophet said, I'm going to send you, or the prophecy said, you're going to stand before kings, and you're going to stand before nobles. And Paul starts preaching, and the first time he stood before a king, they called the man Sergius Paulus. He was the governor of a city. But as he stood, beside Sergius Paulus was a gate. You didn't hear me. Is anybody getting what I'm talking to you about? Besides Sergius Paulus was another voice speaking. Paul is saying, lift up your heads. And Elimas is saying, who is that king? I want to establish the dominion of Christ in this place. And Elimas says, it can't happen. There are men positioned at the corridors of power to make sure that people of God don't get access. You didn't hear me. Please look up here. It may shock you that a man can be a member of your church and spend all his time in government and not have authority in government. He's in government. He won't have authority. Check the people that have authority. 
I don't think you are getting me. Look at Christians that are working in major companies. And watch when it comes to becoming the MD of Shell, the MD of Ajit, the MD of Chevron, the MD of uh, UAC, the MD of uh, Nikon, the MD of this. By the time it gets to that point, you will find out where is their influence. A few years ago in Nigeria, banks were being cut down and cut down and cut down. The two biggest banks that lost their MDs were the two ones whose MDs were leaders in churches. Intercontinental, Oceanic, they are MDs. Ocean, Intercontinental, the man was, every time you get his, uh, what do you call the, the devotional that was being received across the world free. Huh? Am I, are you here? The man was sponsoring things going on in many major churches. The same thing with Oshonik. Money in billions were rolling. Excuse me. The people that removed them from the banking the ones they left are they better than them the bank that bought over intercontinental has less assets and cash than intercontinentally bought access bank was a small bank with less than half of the branches and staff of Intercontinental, and yet Intercontinental lost everything and Access Bank bought them. I'm wasting time talking to you. You can explain it in any way. You can tell me, oh, the man is corrupt. But let's check the system. I'm wasting my time talking to you. Let's check the system. There are powers of hell that hang around corridors of power to make sure that you can't get access and when you gain access to mess you up there. How many Christians survive high places? You didn't hear me. How many Christians survive high places? How many Christians actually come out of high places looking Christianly? This year, because you will rise, whatever is interested in setting a trap for you up there, that power must come down. If you are still here, say yes. yes. Can I tell you something? Huh? Yes. Believe me. It's easier for the governor of any state to trust an occult man than to trust a Christian. You didn't hear me. 
Satan will position people, his own people around the corridors of power and make sure. I wish I could help you understand. And make sure that any territory you enter into, you walk into the courts, look at the judges. You walk into the business community, look at those at the top. You walk into the banking sector, look at those at the top. You walk into the military, look at those at the top. Look at the army, look at the navy, look at those at the top. There are places in this country that if you don't belong, you don't belong. Am I talking to somebody here today? Why? Well, that's, that's how the gates operate. But the gate of hell will bow today. Whether they like it or not, we are possessing shell. Whether they like it or not, we are possessing the government. Whether they like it or not, we are possessing AG. Whether they like it or not, we are possessing the business community. I came here today to tell you whether they like it or not, we are possessing the courts. If I hear your amen, take dominion. It is difficult. It takes all kinds of battle. Spiritual gates are demonic strongholds positioned at the place of wealth to govern the location of resources. That's gates. That position at the place of wealth. Remember what the devil told Jesus at the Mount of uh, Temptation. He said to him, if you bow, all these things I will give to you. He said, they've been given unto me. And I give it to whomsoever I will. Please look up here. There's a level of wealth you will never touch on earth unless you bow to either God or Satan. They didn't hear me. You see, you see that, that's, that's a funny thing we see in church. Please look up here. Many Christians in many churches that talk about wealth are the criminals. Those who steal in government. Those who steal in companies. How many Christians in Nigeria today who can sign a check of a hundred million and give out got it in righteousness? I'm talking to you. How many they have companies producing resources? That can give them a hundred million without any kind of uh, question mark. I don't think you are catching me. Now, now, you want to see in the church members who are talking in billions. Do you? I want to. But how are the resources allocated? If they don't bow, they don't get. No, you didn't hear me. If they don't bow, they don't get. Have you ever seen a Christian that served in government and kept his hands straight and came out? His village will curse him. 
people, people, let's talk together. People will look at him and say, this stupid man. He finished as a managing director. He came out with nothing. Look at him. Why? Because you don't get anywhere except it's allocated. Believe me, you, you may not understand what I'm driving at, but we'll get there. I know you want your people to prosper. I want to look around the church and see uh, at least a multi-millionaire in every row of seats. Now, I'm not saying it to you. I've said it to church more than two years ago. And we keep praying about it. I want to look in this church in every row of seats at least one more time, millionaire. Hold your hands to her. Let us pray. And they've been praying on that. Now, but how do you see that happen? How do they get into wealth? When wealth is a tight allocation. When there are guardians. You know, if you are with me, say yes. yes. Have you heard of the word mammon? Mammon as such actually means the guardian of the gate. Mammon means a spirit that controls the location of wealth. You didn't hear me. I came today to tell you whatever mystery says you won't rise, we bow today. Where you are going today, we have forces stationed there that said you can't enter. Then we say, oh, that I may drink water out of the wells of Bethlehem. And some young men got up, but as they stepped out, they saw that there was a garrison by the well. Everywhere you see refreshing, there's always a garrison of wickedness. But every garrison of wickedness in the place of wealth, today it shall be broken. It shall be broken. It shall be broken. Let me hear your amen like thunder. It can't happen that we just keep running around circles and 2016 ends again. Walk into any company when they are allocating some major jobs in NDDC. There's a group that they give it to. Check the group. And check who sponsors them. None is sponsored by heaven. The major players in Egypt. Check them. The ones that are making it in Shell. Check them. When they're giving the contracts of billions... Hundreds of millions of dollars. Look at the people that catch it. When the Christians come, they give them the supply of 100,000. And they come to church and testify. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I got a supply. How much? One million. In the same company, somebody got a supply of a billion dollars. And the man that got the supply, you don't get me. Is anybody getting me here? You see, listen, it may shock you. But somebody will easily 
give out 70 million, 100 million to a young prostitute than give 1 million to a church. You didn't hear me. Are you hearing me? There are some men that will not pay tight in church who have built a house for a girlfriend. They are in church. Too. I'm talking to a wrong person. One time I confronted a man in some years now. I confronted the situation about somebody that bought a wristwatch for a small girl in Gateway. He's a politician. Bought a wristwatch for a small girl in Gateway. The wristwatch was worth 50 million. The girl he bought it for was not 22 years, 21 year girl. I had to get involved. 50 million. Diamonds. In this church, some years ago, I got involved. 50 million naira is to watch for a 21 year old girl. I'm is anybody hearing my voice? Now, you know, there are so many things we don't say at the pulpit. I'm sorry I say this one today. I'm not joking. What, 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 what? I, mean, I am sure, and I know the man attends a church somewhere. I am sure that in his church, his one million men, they may see it once a year. You didn't hear my voice. They miss it once a year. What? You know why? There is a power behind the location of resources. There's a power that's a guardian of the gates of wealth. He said to him in Isaiah 45, he said, I will go before you and I will bring the gates of brass and I will give you the hidden riches of secret places. There are gates that must break before wealth can be released. If the gates don't break, you will see money in your business, you will see money in your ministry, you will see money in your career, and today the gates will break. Every gate of brass, every bar of iron, every resistance to wealth, let it break in the name of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, what people, you know, you, you hear all the stories about all the monies that are being shared. All the things are going on. I want you to please hear me. Hello? What did they do with the money? Where did the money go to? A few days ago, you saw many politicians in this place. All of them, River State, Bayesa State, everybody was in Abuja and they're back now and they're so broke that some of them need you to borrow them 100,000. Please, what I'm saying is that true? All the money that entered their hand in seven years, eight years, what happened? 
Where is the money? Why are they looking as if God forsook them? You didn't hear me. Walk into Abuja, you will see mansions built by young single girls on those monies. No, you didn't hear me. I told you of, uh, of a young girl that used to attend this church. I think we had a small issue. You didn't hear me. Some old members know what I'm talking about. This is just a few years ago. One day he said, she came to me, Daddy, 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 I want you to please dedicate my uh, uh, apartment. That's the way she put it. I said, no, I don't need to. He said, please, Daddy, you have to come. You have to come. In my mind, I thought she rented house. <laughs> Honestly speaking, I'm telling you as a pastor, I didn't think she built a house. I thought she rented house. So, on the day we agreed, I said, okay, 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 I'm going to be less busy on so and so day, I'll get there. So, as I came out, we got to the place. And I walked into the compound. And I wanted to ask, did you rent this duplex? What are you doing? You are single. You don't have a husband. He said, daddy, you know, God has blessed me. As I said, the blessing is showing <laughs> It is showing drastically. I told my wife, when I was looking into the room, she took me all through the rooms. When I got into the bedroom, and I saw the furniture of the bedroom, it was much more than my whole house. And I wasn't exaggerating. Everything there was important. I'm looking around and saying, Daddy, just pour oil. God has blessed me. I was going I was in a hurry to leave because I couldn't understand the blessing you're not getting me you know there are blessings that when you are asking you say how did it happen somebody said God I will explain later explain later means I don't know what to say and I'm, I'm about to go he said daddy no 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 I saw some two brand new four-wheel drives parked outside I didn't know it was our own I said, Daddy, no, I bought these cars to dedicate the house with it. So pour oil on the car. No, you are looking at me funny. As I was going, I said, somebody has collapsed somewhere. Something has gone wrong somewhere. I got to Abuja to, to uh, well, hello, <laughs> to do some things and then uh, to do some things in the old presidency. And then somebody came after that. He said, can, can I take you to my place? I want you to prove my place. And I said, okay. And we went to the place. And I walked into the house. They came to pick me up. Because the big people put me in transcorp. So 
they came to pick me from Transcops. I entered the place thinking I was just going to, you know, just bless them. I walked into the house. From the outside, this is a woman with her husband. From the outside. Brothers and sisters, I'm not lying to you. As I came out of the house, there were five brand new four-wheel drives. Mercedes, Land Cruiser, all of them brand new. No, not five, seven, sorry. Back there, not has been used. It's a man of God, pour oil. I finish, I finish. She said, give me your account number till I'm talking to you, I never sent. As I know they eat like this before I die quick. How can you in a yard with seven four-wheel drives? With a husband. There are people whose bread was taken away and are located. And are located. If you know what they do to capture that allocation, if you know what they do, you see, I can't talk too much about some things, but this year, your destiny must return back. Whatever it takes to enter that inheritance, you will enter your inheritance. You will enter your inheritance. The people you are dealing with out there, you got to understand there are powers that control the location of resources. And some people have to bow to them. I told you one Saturday night, somebody messed up my evening. I could virtually not preach on Sunday. I came to Sunday. That was all that was going on in my mind. Somebody called me and said, Pastor, pray for my friend. Pray for my friend. The person is a member of this church. He said, my friend from Abuja wants to call you. I thought it was a sickness. I didn't know it was a demonic something. This lady in Abuja, one of these people again that won't marry. You did, is anybody getting what I'm talking about? They have nakeded Nigeria. And they don't get it by chance. I'm talking to you about spiritual gates. Because you don't know what happens. That's why nothing comes to you. Let me tell you the story that was told me. And I'm not lying. I'm not adding to it. The woman from Abuja, look at what? She needed something strange from the top. And somebody told her, you need to make a strange sacrifice to catch that man. And she needed to catch a special man who will make the thing happen. I'm not lying to you. They took a one-day-old baby and pounded on a mortar. That's what she said happened. She finished the pounding and then her senses returned. And it was like she was going mental. So she called this lady in Portacot who attends Gateway, who has been her friend from beginning, and said, please, oh, I messed up. Oh, please, oh, you've been telling me about your pastor. Can he pray for me? I don't want to go mad. So I had to pray for her not to go mad for pounding a one-day-old baby in a mortar in order to catch somebody in top government. Gates. Gates. I, that Saturday night, my body was shaking. I said, so people can go to this extent in order 
to capture something. No wonder a location has been passing you by because there are some people who are controlling the location by spiritual means. But I came here today. Whatever altar they set up, 